Good evening and welcome. You're watching We the People. I'm Rishika Barua. The season of deadly smog is here, and once again, we are back to breathing poison. Everyone is talking about the air quality index or the AQI crossing 500 in parts of North India and the national capital region. It's even higher in certain other parts of the country right now, where we're not particularly good at measuring the exact AQI. There is little apparent progress in controlling this annual catastrophe, as we can see. Primary schools once again have been shut down. Non-essential construction has been banned around Delhi, as the air quality has dipped to 100 times the WHO's safe limit. This is just for context. Like every year, the severe air quality index this year too has been attributed largely to a sharp rise in. Uh, farm fires in neighboring states of Punjab and Haryana. The winds carry these pollutants into Delhi and other parts of North India, and a drop in temperatures at this time of the year typically just traps all of these deadly particles, making it harder for us to breathe. Punjab has seen a 740 percent increase in farm fires, with more than a thousand recorded in a single day. Car emissions continue. Construction and burning of rubbish, waste, and plants has all compounded to the problem. The system has once again failed us. The action plans have served as a hollow rhetoric, but we won't talk about the problem on the show today because we know what the problem is. We are feeling it. We are breathing it. We are braving it. We are battling it. Tonight on We the People, we will talk about surviving it. We will talk about the people like you and me. who don't necessarily have the luxury to stay cooped up indoors or have the luxury to leave delhi like pollution refugees so how do we protect ourselves better how do we save our children how do we serve the elderly to cope better tonight on the show we put you and your battles front and center and we hope to answer questions that will actually matter to you and perhaps help you in some way in dealing with this problem Joining us tonight in the studios, we have Dr. Avdesh Ahuja. He's a consultant pediatrician at the Fortis Laugham Hospitals. We have uh, Dr. Vivek Nangya, who will be joining us in a short while from now. He's the head of pulmonology at Max uh, Hospitals in Saket. We have Dr. Romal Tikku. He's the director of internal medicine. He's a general physician who's seeing several of these cases on the ground and what really is the health impact. And we have uh, Anurag Agarwal, bioscience and health research, Trivedi School of Biosciences, Ashoka University, who's going to. help us to understand what we are seeing and what it's really going to take for us to deal with this problem better we also have bhavreen khandari in the studio with us she's an environmentalist and a member of my right to breathe i have with me a very vibrant audience of young children parents teachers doctors environmentalists they're all here to talk about what they are feeling what they are going through and what they hope what they hope to happen uh, and and the questions that they have Uh, that we hope to answer by the end of this show so i want to begin uh, you know this show with not the experts in the panel but actually with the audience the young audience that we have the little children and uh, let's let's just hear it from them what are they feeling how are you feeling about it you have the mic in your hand uh, how are you feeling about this what you what you're seeing around you i'm feeling sick and disappointed for the other people around me and the people who are not able to breathe my name is rama bhagat i'm 7 years old and i'm feeling so sad because of all this pollution the people who are not able to breathe the pets and animals who can't breathe 
I just got buried. I'm fed up of all of this pollution. Nebulizing. I can't even go out and play in the park thanks to all of this pollution. Okay. My name is Lakshya Mehra. And just like in the 1940s and 60s, the chemical... Okay. There was one chemical I cannot remember. That's fine. Which harmed the ozone layer. Right. This can harm if this continues. Okay. We so must, you, you, the world you, must are stand. Also not, are you also not being allowed to go out? Are yes. You being I am not be? being allowed. Okay. But the world must stand together okay. to get this pollution out of we, the system of we the we earth. Hope, we hope that happens. Thank you. Any, anyone, anyone else? Yes. Yes. I'm Taskirat. And I want to say everything has pros and cons. Just, just take mass as an example. Mm-hmm. Uh, like... It protects us from pollution, but what about the pollu- uh, what about the suffocation it gives us? Mm. Uh, we breathe the same carbon dioxide we exhale out, and like I'm doing carpools. What about the others? Right. Okay. So you're doing your bit. Yes, you. Um, another thing is uh, educating the locals, the masses. So farmers, um, young working classes, children who are being um, forced to work have no knowledge and no um, education about what pollution is. Mm-hmm. If you go up to them and ask them uh, what they're doing for a living, they don't even know that they are breathing the um, air that is harming their lungs every single day and these people die of lung cancer mm-hmm. not knowing what they're going through okay. so educating masses uh, and the locals and the lower cl- class is an important thing okay so we need we need more awareness and i hope that we're, we're trying to do that the uh, the girl there behind you yeah but um, not just wearing masks is the only ultimate solution. We should have more solutions. We should research on. Uh, we should research on it. Okay. Even the scientists should work their part. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And we talk about um, using public transport and walking on streets and going with cycles instead of using our cars. But we don't understand that the streets and everything they are also polluted. So mm-hmm. we need to work more towards uh, working with um, MCD workers, how they feel, how they sh- and come up with more practical and long term solutions. Practical and long term solutions. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Let's take it to the to the parents. We have a lot of parents, concerned parents who have questions as well. Go ahead. Yeah. Can we pass the mic on? So, <clears throat> I think it all begins with us. What are we doing to battle this? Right. We are victims of what we have created. Right. Some of us are profiting from this pollution, you know, leather industries and whatnot. You, uh, there's a whole bunch of them. What are we doing? How are we playing our part to curb this to ma- make sure we don't face the brunt of this the next year? Okay. Are, we, are we harnessing solar power enough? Are we putting solar panels on our, uh, you know, rooftops? Are we making sure no trees are harmed or cut? Okay. We need. It starts with us. All right. Nice. We have to. All, we have to all do do our bit as well. Yes. Okay. Very quickly, and then I will take take the yeah, panel. Uh, I teach uh, lesser privileged kids in the park in a, a park in Defence Colony, and uh, unfortunately, I am not able to do my classes, which I do in a park. Uh, we choose the open air so that uh, the children enjoy and the passerbys they enjoy. They join in the class and they like to be there. Mm-hmm. But we can't do it unfortunately because of this uh, pollution and. Uh, 
the children are like constantly after me ki uh, we what okay. to do how so to i think i think there are i think there are there are there are many different aspects and many different areas where the impact is really felt but i want to take this to panel because like i promised at the very outset we're going to look at solutions uh dr avdesh if i can begin by asking you as a as a child specialist as a pediatrician you know like we've heard many of the young audience members say that you know we're forced to stay indoors we're forced to wear masks we can't go out it's really hard to keep kids indoors over a long period of time what is recommended when the aqi touches 400 500 what is recommended so of course it's very difficult situation here in delhi with the pollution levels have soared up quite a lot so the problem here is when we go outside especially with the kids around when we talk about the breathing rates of the kids it's almost double of what we as adults breathe the okay. breathing rates so the same air the kids are breathing almost two times of what we are breathing in so the harm to the kids is much more than with that that we see in adults so it is obvious that the kids have to remain home at least in the times the pollution levels slightly come down a little bit mm-hmm. wearing of the mask is important when the babies go out of course it's not going to stop you from taking the uh, taking the air which is outside but of course the small particulate matter which is less than 2.5 mm at least that can be stopped from getting inside your lungs so that is an important part you need to stay home as much as possible go out only when it's required and if you are going out please wear masks of course all not all the people in the in the country can afford use of purifiers at home but if you all can please use purifiers at home so that at least you can breathe in fresh air as much as possible inside your right. inside your house uh i want to also ask you what about what about young infants what about children who are under the age of 1 year for instance you can't possibly be making them wear masks is it safe for them to go out right so masks are generally recommended for babies who are more than 2 years right before that it is difficult for the kids to wear masks you cannot ask all the kids to wear mask and go out the only important part is to keep them inside as much as possible and of course when you talk about small babies or small kids pollution has got a multi level thing which affects the babies mm-hmm. not just the term babies but also the preterm babies as well the rate of preterm babies increase when the pollution is there there are studies which have shown that the preterm births increase there are low birth weight babies who are born much more because of the air pollution and these babies already their lungs are already compromised when they are born preterm and when exposed to the pollution like these levels they are going to impact their long, their lungs more even more in the long run okay so the recommendation from the child specialist is is very simple that if you are over 2 years of age then well it is recommended that even small children do wear masks and go out and you have to check the aqi levels outside because if they are in the 400 500 category like we're seeing right now it is not recommended to go out unless necessary you have to try and keep the children indoors it is extremely harmful for them uh, thanks very much doctor for that important perspective let's also take this to dr nangya uh, dr nangya you know you've been with us on several shows through covid you know us reporting on air pollution i want to ask you we're focusing on solutions today you know what should people who have elderly family members at home or people who are predisposed to lung conditions and you know post covid there are many such individuals in every home what are the do's and don'ts when the air outside is in the severe category we're looking at 400 500 aqi see there are a couple of things as one of the esteemed panelists also here said that uh, you know there's something that we need to do ourselves now and contribute to the society and prevent this air pollution to some extent at least whatever we can do hmm. so first and foremost is that whenever the aqi levels are above 200 then the vulnerable group especially the elders the children and those with a comorbidity like a chronic lung disease heart disease so on and so forth they should not be performing any kind of strenuous physical activity outdoors mm. and if aqi is more than 300 then nobody should be performing any kind of strenuous physical activity we see people in even at this time going out for morning walks going out for 
jogging, for marathons. Uh, most of the schools are having their sports days these days. So I think that is something that has to be banned completely. And again, you know, that has to come from within. We don't have to wait for a verdict to come from the government or a, an order to come from there. But that is a decision that we need to take. Right. So once you're indoors, now it is important that even the indoor air is clean. You know, because with the doors and windows opening constantly, you can't maintain a clean indoor air also. Hmm. So for that, you need to have your pets out of the houses, avoid having any heavy carpets, heavy furnishings, heavy curtains, which trap a lot of dust. Right. Have more of vinyl flooring in the house or tiling in the house. Probably resort to wet mopping rather than the, the traditional jhadus and the, you mm. know, the, the sweeping that we do in our houses. Kitchen smoke should be in order. Then also important is to go away from lighting these dhoops, agarbattis, havans. Mm. You know, now that Diwali is coming, I'm sure people start lighting Diwalis and diyas, mm. sorry, diyas and candles inside their houses, inside their rooms. You know, we need to remember that the time when the havans were actually conducted, in that era, people used to have it in courtyards outside and yes. never inside the houses. Yes. I mean, I haven't seen it, but I've only seen it in those serials and the movies well, that we've seen of the well, past. Well, you know, I'm, I'm very glad that you've said this because it's festive season. And, uh, you know, whether it's Diwali Melas or like you're right, you know, there are sports days and marathons that people are running in this in this air exactly. quality. I mean, this is the time of the year when, you know, the temperature is favorable, but the air quality is just not. not. So I think at the very outset, like you said, if the AQI is above 200, I think that's the cue really. If the AQI is above 200, then there have to be a whole host of extreme measures in some cases that have to come into place. Dr. Romal Tiku, I also want to bring you into the conversation because, you know, you're really the first point of contact. People are, you know, at this point in time, every second person that you know is symptomatic. People have coughs, people have colds. Is it just flu season or is this a direct link to pollution? Well, Rishika, I would say that we are inhaling toxic air at the moment in Delhi. The air quality is pathetic. And uh, in spite of the greater response action plan, nothing seems to be working. And in fact, it's going to get worse, as Dr. Mangya said. The temperature is dipping and Diwali round the corner. We are in for more trouble. I've seen loads of patients in the last two weeks in the OPD with all sorts of symptoms, stuffy nose, uh, chest discomfort, wheezing, watery eyes, you name it, it's all there. More so for the elderly and the ones who have chronic medical issues hmm. like asthma, COPD, cardiac patients. And this uh, PM2.5, which enters your bloodstream through the respiratory tract, affects each and every organ in the body. Hmm. It causes systemic uh, inflammation, carcinogenicity, long-term, short-term effects. Short-term, it affects the respiratory tract. It can affect your heart. It can lead to heart attacks. Long-term COPD, asthma, as we know, not only the lungs, it affects the brain as well. Parkinson's disease, dementia, strokes are very mm. common because of long-term exposure to pollution, cognitive dysfunction, and to beat it all, cancers. Right. Now, we were seeing cancers only in uh, the elderly population. Now we've seen young people, women, non-smokers, and it's not only the lung. It's head, neck, GI cancers, breast cancers in women. It's all there. And um, premature uh, mortality, everything. People are dying because of pollution. More than 1 million people annually die in India because yes. of pollution. Yes. More than... TB, but, malaria, but you know, together. Dr. Romil Tikku, like I said at the very outset, what do we do? I mean, there are people who don't have the luxury of air purifiers, there are people who don't have the luxury to be cooped up at home. I mean, all you doctors agree that, you know, when the AQI is beyond 200, don't go out, don't go out early in the morning, don't exercise. But, but how do you continue then to lead some semblance of a normal life? What do you do? I know it's not practical, but the ones who can get out of Delhi, 
my advice is to go out of Delhi. Go to Goa or any other place if you can. It's not practical, not but, advisable for everybody. But like I said, but, how many people? How many people have the luxury to do yeah, that? I mean, I'm there are people to, whose so, entire lifestyle, their people's jobs are yeah. all outdoors. There are there are I'm people who don't even have luxury of working in offices. You know, so I I think. I think we need to look at further long-term solutions and a lot of people have actually asked us this question and I want to take this to Anurag Agarwal who's joining us. He's an expert in the field. Please break it down for us. Uh, I have at least 10 sets of questions from people on does artificial rain work? What is the long-term solution? How long will this thick blanket of smog last? Uh, you know, what is likely to happen? Can you put what we are seeing anecdotally, what we are feeling, what we are breathing, can you put all of this in perspective for us and tell us what's happening and how long are we going to have to live like this? Yeah. I wouldn't pretend to be an atmospheric scientist, but it's an area that I've been working in. So I think the first thing we need to realize is that we are looking at the tip of an iceberg. All those months in the summer when we look at 100, 110, we think this is nice air. That's not nice air. The fundamental problem is that we are not setting things right at the time when we feel we don't see the smog in front of us. And then it suddenly starts building up as the climate changes, as the parali burns. Uh, many people have spoken about artificial rain in terms of solution. China, in fact, in Beijing Olympics time, tried it um, to open up the skies and make sure. But it doesn't really work at this point in time. You need clouds, then you seed the clouds, then you get the rain. But the clouds need to exist first. And, you know, the time smog really rises to this level may not be the time you have suitable clouds to seed. But yes, if you take it below this current heavy smog levels, mm -hmm. you might be able to start intervening at those times. Okay. Two is really political will and implementation. I think we have all the relevant rules in place. What all we are not supposed to burn. Implementing it is hard, political will. And to that, let me raise one point which has already come in directly. If you look at the life of a common person, you look at the AQI of a poorly ventilated kitchen in which a woman works of a low mm. socioeconomic strata. Mm. The AQI is in that kitchen is 1000. If you look at anybody who is working in a non-protected occupation, the yes. type of AQIs they deal with are massive you are not going to be able to convince those people suddenly that this is toxic and what they see in their normal lives is not. Right. So a greater sensitization and awareness and I mean the government has done its bit by clean fuel and so on but a widespread talk not only about outdoor air but about every aspect of life might get more people on board and perhaps you know also emphasizing the long-term aspects pretty much everything was done but diabetes is something that came up quite surprisingly, about half of new diabetes in Delhi is attributable to pollution. So these kinds of things, I think, might help. Uh, but in terms of technological solutions, we know that large smoke towers don't work. We know that yes. artificial rain may only work in certain circumstances. Stopping pollution from being generated is really the only way forward. Okay, we also have an environmentalist uh, who's on the, uh, sitting with, the audience members, you want to just come in? Can someone please hand him over a mic very quickly? Please introduce yourself and 
And you know, just add to what Anurag Agarwal's already said. Yeah. Yeah. Hi, I'm Abhir. I've been working as a youth environmentalist for eight years. Been very lucky to be in a lot of these panels. But that's what's really unfortunate. You know, we've been talking about this issue for so many years. And I think instead of asking doctors for practical solutions, we actually need to be asking our, uh, you know, the, the agencies responsible for implementation why that's not happening. We need people from the Air Quality Commission to be answering the question that why existing laws which are there aren't being implemented and enforced. Because we have the framework in place. But the larger question is, A, why is it not happening year-round? B, why are we talking about this only at this time of the year? Yeah. And why is the pressure only in this political blame game only around this time of the year? So, right? you know, I think the second part of your question has answered uh, why we're not talking about that on We the People, because I think we've all heard several debates and discussions with the political tutu meme and questioning authorities and all of those rhetorical answers and action plans is something that we here at NDTV, for instance, are very you know, largely reported on in, in great detail. But I think, like I said, this show focuses on the survival kit. We're living in this mess. How can we just protect ourselves better? Bhavreen, you know, like, like the doctors have said, stay indoors, migrate out of Delhi if you can, wear a mask, you absolutely have to. You know, just break it down for us. As someone who's, you know, been fighting for the right to breathe, do these solutions, which which technically are life-saving in a lot of ways, for how long, you know, do we have to put up with this? And what's really at the root of the problem? Uh, yes, Rashika, they, these, are, uh, these are solutions, of course. I mean, as doctors say, we all, you know, look, look at them as uh, the only saviors. And also there's a challenge... Uh, you know, when you, every time you're saying a 200 AQI, I mean, I must remind you that we pretty much lived in 200 or above AQI throughout the year. So it's not only right now, only because of the, uh, uh, you know, the geographical and the meteorological conditions, the air is visible, the smog has come in and showing. But otherwise, we have been in uh, pretty much poor air throughout the year. Right. So are you saying that we are going to be living like that forever? Yes. For every day of our lives? It's not possible. And then we are talking about two segments, which you, uh, Mr. Agarwal, just, uh, uh, you know, clearly uh, right yes. Now there's the rich who thinks they can buy everything and they can put an air purifier in, in the car and... Well, absolutely. And you know, there the is a difference in the way the privileged and the non-privileged are going to be able to deal with the situation. Battling too many other problems to actually I, worry about this. I, I, I totally agree with you. I do want to, uh, you know, address very quickly some of the questions that we have coming in. Uh, one is on use of mask. Uh, Dr. Nagya, do you want to take that on? What mask should people use? I mean, like I said, there are a lot of people who just absolutely have to step out. Do you think masks should be mandated at this point and which mask should people use? Yeah, actually, I don't see any harm in getting a mandate on using the mask, even if there's no mask. At, I mean, no mandate on it, but at least we could start using it ourselves. See, as far as the masks are concerned, we have to look at a mask which is either an N95 or an N99 certified. Okay. So an N95 mask would prevent 95% of the 2.5 particles and lesser, and N99 would prevent 99%. It will not provide you protection against the toxic okay. gases and the finer particles, but whatever it does, there is some protection against it. Okay, so an N95 or an N99. Dr. Avdesh, questions on whether people should send their kids to school. There are some places where schools are shut, some that have shifted to the online mode, but some places where schools are not shut. So questions on whether... People should be sending their kids to school. So right now, given the present situation, of course, the school should run on, on, on an online mode. But of course, with an online mode, there's an increase in the screen time as well, which again is going to add on to things. There are the issues with cognitive development. There are lots of screen time which is happening at home. Uh, 
will be chances of ADHD, autism going increasing further. So there has to be a balance between, between all these things. Yes. The online system, of course, but keeping an AQI in mind. Whenever the AQI falls down before below 200, school school okay. school should start down. Okay. First. So I think there has to be a more realistic, dynamic approach. Clearly, from what you are saying, I want to give the final word to audience members. You know, you've heard some of the practical solutions, discussions. Do you want to do you want to just give us the final? So basically, I feel that I've heard these eminent doctors. I personally feel that, you know, the fight is basically with the belief that we have that somebody else will do it. Yes. And we need to now step up and do it ourselves. And previously, somebody was mentioning about political will. And I feel that it has to be a combination of everything, enforcing these laws and also a combination of the government and the people working together. So yes. we all have to because we have our well, children everyone, suffering. Everyone has to do their bit. Yeah, and I the kids are suffering. Kids are majorly suffering. Yes. So we need very, to step very forward. Quickly, we have 10 I seconds. would just like to add one thing. I think we should not be okay with just 200 AQI also throughout the year. The sensitization of the government, of the people is very necessary. We can't just wake up at 400 AQI, smog is there, school band kar do. I we think can't I'm right. be okay with this. Right? But yes. 200, 250, you have to make alarm ink. You know, we can shut down the school. You have to shut down certain things. Very valid point. Why let the alarm bells ring when it touches 500? There are also questions, you know, uh, uh, Anurag Agarwal, very briefly, if I can just bring you in. Questions on how China has done it. China has been able to reduce the air pollution by about 40% in the last 10 years. Do you think there's hope with that statistic for us in India? Well, China continues to have bad air days. I mean, in fact, Beijing was recently struggling with air pollution. But on the whole, it has made drastic improvements. Yes. And part of it is this. You know, if you react, when everybody can see the pollution, you're not using science. Science is about measuring it at 100 when it looks nice, but it is not. Yes. And stopping the steps at that point in time. Right. I think pollution is a conversation and a problem all year round. It, it's a conversation we all need to have very consciously all year round. Let's not wake up in the AQI is 400 and 500. And let's not settle for AQI 200 and be like, that's okay. I think that's the general consensus. You all have been a fantastic audience. I'm sorry if I haven't been able to give all of you time. And for the viewer who's joined us, I sincerely hope that uh, some of the questions that you asked us have been answered and this show has uh, lent itself as some sort of a survival kit as we all battle through these tough times. Thank you very much for joining us on this edition of We the People. Good night.